Hi, my name is Ronnie Grayer, and this is the monthly safety podcast for May of 2010. First, a little bit about me. I've been with Greyhound now for 19 years in the driver instructor program since 2005, and I currently drive out of Syracuse, New York. So what's this all about, you're asking yourself? Well, it seems like we just don't have enough safety meetings out there in the field, and I thought this was a way to get the message out to more of the drivers at your convenience in the busy world that we live in. So today's topic, or actually this month's topic, is going to be the minimum safe following distance and why do we keep a safe following distance and all the good things associated with maintaining a good, safe space cushion around your bus at all times. So the first thing we've got to talk about is what is a following distance? The minimum has changed at the end of last year, approximately the end of 2009, and some people may not have realized that. Minimum safe following distance now on dry road with good conditions is six seconds. That means we should be maintaining a minimum of six seconds following distance at all times under any conditions. Are we all doing that? Have you checked yours lately? Is it less than six? Do you feel that it can't be done? Well, some people feel that way. It takes a little bit of practice. It takes a little bit of discipline. But it's a good idea to count yours out and see where you're at. And we've got to try to get within the minimum. So let's give a few definitions here. Look in the driver's rule book. And we'll look at rule S19, which I know we've heard so many times. And it says that drivers are to maintain a sufficiently safe following distance, which will allow the, the bus to be stopped within the assured clear distance ahead. Under no circumstances should the following distance be less than, now it says in here five seconds on dry road surfaces, six on wet, seven on snow, eight on icy road surfaces. And obviously we've got to add one second to all of those. So again, it's going to be six on dry roads and add a second for rain, and another one for snow, another one for ice and sleep. And these are the bare minimums. Obviously, if conditions dictate, we'll have to follow even further. But why is following distance so important? Well, the space in front of your bus is the easiest to manage, so we should be able to do that. And it also gives you a much more stress-free driving experience. If you've got more room in front, it leaves you time for distractions, and the most important thing about all this, which we really failed to mention at the beginning, is that if you have a safe following distance, you'll be able to stop your bus in time. And that's really the key. When the person in front of you stops, will you be able to stop in time? And that's really the, the, the crux of all this, what we're talking about here. So what are some of the benefits of a safe following distance? Well, it's less stress for the driver, the smoother ride for the passengers, and more relaxing for them as well. As we know, passengers sometimes will watch the driver at the beginning of a trip. They get into the trip for a little bit, and the passengers will usually go to sleep. It also protects you from other vehicles that are following your bus too closely from behind. If you've got more room in front, that'll give you the ability to stop more gradually than having to make a hard stop and prevent you from being involved in a rear-end collision from behind. Another thing to keep in mind is that if we look in the only the best, a Greyhound guide to the... I'm sorry, a guide to the Greyhound standard of safe driving performance, we can see that it talks about rear-end collisions. And to quote from the book, it says, accidents in which your bus collides with the rear of the vehicle ahead are seldom excusable. A sudden stop by a vehicle is a common occurrence. Every driver should be prepared for it. It is our driver's duty to follow at a safe distance and have the bus under control. Then when the vehicle ahead makes an emergency stop, our driver has time to avoid a collision without stopping suddenly and allowing the vehicle following to stop without colliding with the bus. 
If another vehicle cuts in front of your bus and stops suddenly, you should be prepared to stop. The time to take action is when the other vehicle is cutting in, not when the other vehicle's brakes are applied. Rear-end collisions in which the vehicle to the rear strikes your bus are certainly preventable when they are caused by sudden stops at intersections, railroad crossings, passenger stops, and when preparing to turn a park. Use your signal. Slow down early so other motorists know you're going to stop. Rear-end collisions which occur when your bus is improperly parked or allowed to roll back before starting up shall also be considered preventable. And then it goes into the following distances, which we've already talked about. So again, all this goes back to a little bit of discipline, a little bit of checking yourself. And how do we measure a following distance? I'm sure we all know it. It's a pretty simple thing. You look ahead. We're always looking at least 15 seconds ahead. And you find a fixed object. When the vehicle in front of you passes that object, you begin to count 1,001, 1,002, and so on. And if you reach that object before you get to 1,006, then your following distance is not at the minimum. And again, that's on dry roads with good visibility and good conditions. So what, do we know, what else do we know about safe following distance? Well, we've had some serious collisions in recent times, and we had one on the New Jersey Turnpike, which involved one of our drivers that was following too closely, and he rear-ended a tractor trailer. Now, fortunately, no one was seriously hurt on that coach, although we did have several drivers cushioning, and everybody on the bus was injured, including the driver who had to be airlifted. And as it turns out, his injuries weren't as severe as initially thought. These are the kinds of things that we don't like to think about, but bad things can happen if we don't take the proper precautions. So the other thing to keep in mind when we follow too closely is sometimes we think, well, why would that person in front of us stop? Well, things happen sometimes for unexpected reasons. The driver in front of you may experience a mechanical failure with their vehicle or a medical emergency or something along those lines, and so we want to be ready for everything. And driving in congested traffic requires you to increase your following distance even more so that we can ensure that we have a safe trip every time. So let me go ahead and sum up and talk about the minimum safe following distance. We've talked about that. We've got our four safe driving principles, which say that we should look around, look ahead, leave room, and communicate. And obviously, leave room takes into account our following distance. So that'll do it for this month, I think. One thing I wanted to talk about, though, uh, that's not related to following distance is really important, and that is that we have a new railroad crossing procedure, and a lot of drivers I'm finding in the field are not aware of it, despite the fact that it's been out for about five months now. The memo that I'm looking at is dated January of 2010, and First Group has modified the railroad crossing procedure, and it's bled on over to Greyhound. And one of the things about the new procedure is that we haven't done in the past is that we have to engage the transmission in neutral while holding our foot on the service brake. Let me go ahead and read from the memo so that there is no confusion and everybody knows what the new procedure is. Slow down when approaching a railroad crossing and activate the four-way flashers at least 200 feet prior to stopping. Scan the surrounding area and check for traffic behind your vehicle. Pull as far to the right as is safely possible. Stop your bus from 15 to 50 feet prior to the crossing. Shift the bus interneutral while keeping a full application on the service brake. Reduce noise in the driver area. For example, turn off the blower motors. Request passengers to reduce cabin noise. Open the driver window. Look and listen. Rock and roll checking both directions, left and right, for trains. If there is no sight, sound, or signal of a train, 
put the bus in gear and proceed. Continue to remain alert. Once you determine you can cross safely, proceed across the tracks without hesitation. Once you have crossed the tracks and the rear of the bus is at least 15 feet beyond the tracks, turn off the four-way flashers and close the driver window. So that is our updated railroad crossing procedure. And again, some drivers may not be aware of that. Many drivers may. But I thought I would go ahead and share that with you. Also, the uh, federal DOT in January uh, passed a law that says that drivers of buses and trucks over 10,000 pounds are specifically addressed when it comes to uh, talking on your phone and uh, text messaging. Specifically, it says truck and bus drivers who text while driving commercial vehicles may be subject to civil or criminal penalties up to $2,750, according to the DOT. So that's a federal law that talks about text messaging. Now, this goes on to say that the, um, the DOT, well, let me, let me read from the memo here so I don't paraphrase. It says, research by the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration shows that drivers who send and receive text messages take their eyes off the road for an average of 4.6 seconds out of every six seconds while texting. At 55 miles per hour, this means that the driver is traveling the length of a football field, including the end zones, without looking at the road, according to the DOT. Transportation Secretary Ray LaHood has been campaigning against texting and cell phone use while driving. President Barack Obama signed an executive order directing federal employees not to engage in text messaging while driving government-owned vehicles or with government-owned equipment. Federal employees were required to comply with the ban starting on December 30th of 2009. So again, you know, this is a serious thing. We all know that this is a, a big deal, and we shouldn't be uh, certainly uh, going against company policy which specifically addresses using mobile phones. Of course, the company policy is that phones should be turned off and out of the driver's reach uh, while you're driving the bus. So let's make sure that we all do that. Um, I think that will about wrap it up for this month. Again, um, following distance, check yours. We want to make sure that we're all maintaining a safe following distance so that we can ensure that we all have a safe and pleasant trip. We've got the responsibility of all of our passengers and ourselves, and we all want to come home safe to our families. So until next month, this is Ronnie Grayer signing off.